Hello and welcome to the tra- uh, hello, hello, and welcome to the Trump Dump. <laughs> ah, yes, episode twenty-one. Trump Dump. Well, the big news uh, this week was that uh, a Donald Trump font has been released. A font? It's a free font, downloadable now, and it's called Tiny Hand. Nice. BuzzFeed, you know, the um, failing pile of garbage. Oh, yes. BuzzFeed. They commissioned a graphic designer to come up with a font that reflects Donald Trump's many scrawls, which you can find online. Did you see the notes that he'd written? in the press conference this week on a, on a like a big fat pad in like a, a, some kind of sharpie with lowercase e's i want nothing i want nothing i want no quid pro quo tell Zelensky to do the right thing this is the final word from the prez of the usa he couldn't put president on no and he was like are you ready for this are you ready for this is it rolling is it rolling it, it does look like a weird font and it's it's strangely all in capitals except for a lowercase e on Zelensky. Yeah. that's weird <laughs> yeah that's what makes it weird and it's it's just weird writing isn't it it's like just a like a childlike scrawl very wide of chubby writing yeah i downloaded it and i wrote um i have the best words in the donald trump font and it does look very childlike um, did you see he made an unscheduled trip to the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center uh, on Saturday? Right. Uh, Rumours were that he'd had problems with his heart, though he was very quick to deny that. And it may have been it was just a standard medical checkup. He does look like a, a walking heart attack, nonetheless. Like a bloated walrus. <laughs> does look like a big bag of clogged arteries, doesn't he? Big bag of KFC. I don't know if you saw the um, photo of him on Air Force One where he was eating KFC... Or may have been on, been on Trump one during the yeah. campaign, but he was eating KFC with fine cutlery on an ornate plate. And I, was, I sort of thought, you know, that the gilded cutlery doesn't make the, the KFC any less greasy. No, exactly. I mean, it's still a killer. So President Trump, if you're listening, unlikely, lay off the K-fries. My wife said, darling, are you okay? What's wrong? Oh, they're reporting you may have had a heart attack. <laughs> so on to the um, impeachment inquiry. Yeah. This week's uh, big bombshell was um, Gordon Sondland, the the EU ambassador. Yeah. So he's a billionaire hotelier who gave Donald Trump a million quid um, for his inauguration bash. Right. So he got in on it pretty late. He bid on a sure thing, didn't he? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You're in. Right. It's a million. Anything? Yeah. Uh, anything I can do for you? And he said, "Oh yes, you can be the ambassador to uh, to Europe." Because that's how these things go, with no experience. What's um, the definition so, of quid pro quo? Exactly. The, the very definition of it. And uh, this is the guy who changed his testimony about a week and a half ago to say, oh, actually, um, it, what, it originally said there wasn't a quid pro quo. And then other people testified and he said, oh, actually, uh, my, my mind's been refreshed. I think there was a quid pro quo. Simply because he thought, oh, shit, I'm going to prison. I've, I've actually um, perjured myself. I'm not careful. It gives more weight to the to the impeachment argument that that former uh, trumpers are now testifying against him and he's not a never trumper he was a trumper at one point i mean he's a definition of a trumper he gave a million quid to trump yeah and then got a job from trump and then worked and works for trump he is yeah. a trumper He's he not a never trumper. trumper. He, he couldn't level that accusation at him, could he? He no. did say a couple of weeks ago, I don't really know the gentleman very well, or something like that. Yeah, 
Yeah. But Sondland tes- testified, and he was a happy chap. Yeah, he looked very smiley, didn't he? He's very thrilled with himself. Like, he enjoyed it. And he threw them all under the bus. <laughs> he did. He needed a big bus. Kurt Volker, Rick Perry, and Sondland, they were the three amigos who were tasked by Trump to work with Giuliani, Trump's personal lawyer, to basically put pressure on um, Zelensky, President Zelensky, to dig dirt on the Bidens and corroborate or or add sort of fuel to the conspiracy theory that the Ukraine uh, meddled in the 2016 elections and not the Russians, which is utter bullshit and has been completely disproved as a conspiracy theory. This is what Trump wanted Zelensky to do. And all this testimony is completely corroborating this story. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously, with regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. Trump just appears to be in Putin's pocket, doesn't he? He doesn't want this to be true, even though all of the um, security agencies in America have said, yeah, they, they did meddle. They absolutely meddled. He, he wants it to be Ukraine that meddled, but it just wasn't. This is the massive unanswered question of Trump's presidency. What is, what is it that uh, Putin's got over him? Rhymes with gurination. Yeah, and hostitutes. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, it may, you know, who knows? Maybe the Christopher Steele dossier was all true. Maybe. And that's what it all is. But you'd think, can't just be that. Because people, people wouldn't be shocked by that now, would they? I mean, he's much worse than that. He's gone way beyond that. Defecation, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking of defecation is a good segue. Did you <laughs> see the, the man, the northern chap who was talking to Boris Johnson about dog poo? No. Boris did not know what to say or how to respond. He couldn't even look the man in the eye. He was like, peasant. He was just, you could just tell he was just thinking, I don't know how to connect with this man. He's so below me. And then he sort of chunted that someone in his cabinet or in the in the ministry might look at dog poo and licensing of dogs and poo. And, but anyway, um, he better go. And then the man was like, well, you got my vote, Boris. And then Boris was like, oh, well, thank you. just sort of scurried away. But it's really awkward. Well, I was going to say, speaking of dodgy uh, connections to Donald Trump, uh, you've got, um, can't even remember his name, hung himself. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Or did he hang himself? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always hesitant to jump on the conspiracy bandwagon because there's always a conspiracy with every yeah. high profile death. Although, you know, it is fair to say that there are certainly people who would be happy, put it that way, that he will no longer be able to testify and bring out information on them. Yes, that's for sure in some plea bargain deal. Um, so Prince Andrew, good friend of yep. Jeffrey Epstein, he he had an interview, didn't he, on the BBC? He sure did. Really good interview, wasn't it? He, it went really well for him. He just aced it, didn't he? So much so that he's had to retire. <laughs> That's how well it went. After consulting with the Queen and Charles. Andrew, mate, sorry, but it's the backwoods for you. Andrew, we're going to make you the uh, ambassador of Ukraine. <laughs> It was a shocker, wasn't it? It really was. You know, when asked, why did you hang out with a pedo after he was convicted? He said, because I'm, I'm just too honourable. Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, Andrew. That's our apologies. What's shocking about that is you'd think that of all the people who know the definition of honourable, it's the royal family. Like, they've been doing that job for quite some time. Yeah. And for him to get that fundamentally wrong, the definition of honourable being 
I'm going to stay with a pedo for three days in New York for free and have mm. um, young women uh, visit the apartment. That's mm. not overly honourable. Mm. Like, you need to brush up on your honourable, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking royal. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he said he lit the side down, but he, he more than lit, lit the side down. He He put himself out of the side. He did. He really did. He unpicked himself from the squad. He's yeah. not even on the bus. But his his behaviour has been pretty appalling, hasn't it? I mean, when you it's a legacy of like Playboy and and um, entitlement, mm, complete entitlement. He's um, there's a humanity kind of a kind of common touch with Charles somehow that Prince Andrew just doesn't have. No, Maybe doesn't. that's through the experience of intermingling with um, lots of people from all walks of life that Charles has developed that. Whereas Andrew's been just hanging out with heads of CEOs and bankers and, and whatnot. Yeah, and pedos. Own. And pedo- <laughs> pedos. <laughs> um, I mean, he. it was amazing that he remembered the night in question when asked um, about the night when he is accused of, of having sex with the 17-year-old Epstein call girl. He had an amazing recall for that specific evening. That was nearly 20 years ago. Uh, he was in, where was he? He was in, um, he alleged to have been in Pizza Express Woking for a party with Princess Beatrice. That Pizza Express needs one of those blue plaques. Prince Andrew visited here on the 10th of May 2001, or whenever it was. Yeah. The other thing was, you know, she, she claimed he was sweating like a pig in, in her testimony of, of the actual action. Of I think it wasn't quite that extreme. It was, he was sweating like a pig when she was dancing with him at Tramp's nightclub. Right, okay, apologies. It wasn't Trump's nightclub, it was Tramp's nightclub, just to be... Trump's nightclub, yeah. So he was sweating like a pig, but he claimed that's impossible because I can't sweat due to a, um action in, in the Falklands War where um, an overproduction of adrenaline uh, affected his sweat glands. Then he suddenly realised he was sweating while answering that question and then qualified it with, until recently, I've, I've worked on some things to, to enable that to happen. <laughs> What things though? How do you how do you learn how to sweat again? Righty ho, sweat glands. It's time to sweat. I think it's what do you do with the number two son, and uh, who originally was the backup, but now there's so many backs backups that you know you don't need him. I always think it's a sad aspect of hereditary leadership in that you you know you, you're a couple of brothers, William and Harry, hanging out, and then as you get older, William has some kids. And then you fall below William's kids yeah. in the line of, and you kind of, then your kids, what becomes of it? It's sort of quite a, yeah. I don't know, it's quite a, it's quite a dark thing when you think about it like that. It just follows bit. this one oldest, oldest yeah. child line. He has let down the institution. I think the lack of self-awareness is breathtaking. He should go to the US, give evidence where needed. What about the um, the leaders' debate? Did you see that? Well, the the first one was uh, earlier in the week, wasn't it? Um, Corbyn versus um, Johnson on ITV. Uh, how do you think that went then? It was interesting. I mean, I thought they were relatively evenly matched. There were there was a lot of tattle about um, Corbyn's glasses. Yeah, which seemed like they were unveiled, and that I hadn't seen those particular glasses before. He did seem particularly squinty, much less so in the BBC Question Time. Yeah. He was less squinty. I don't know if he'd been coached, maybe by the same person who taught Prince Andrew to sweat again, not to squint. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did find Boris was continually ramming home Brexit and he brought everything back to Brexit, you know, yeah. even when uh, someone asked, what Christmas gift would you leave each other under the tree? Boris had to get in 
um, a copy of the Brexit deal for Jeremy. So it was just, it was really annoying. It really um, was. It's groan worthy, wasn't it? It was groan-worthy. Um, he got laughed at when um, he mentioned that... The truth is very important. Outright yeah. guffaws. And he sort of looked a bit sheepish there. And he sort of went, no, no, no. Um, to be fair, Jeremy was also... They, were, they, they both had very loud supporters, didn't they? And, and both of them were jeered by the other supporters. Yeah. I think that Jeremy Corbyn missed a trick, though, this week. Because if he'd have taken a leaf out of the, the Trumpian playbook of elections, what he'd have done is... In the second uh, leadership sort of televised thing this week at the BBC Questions one, he'd have hired Jennifer Akuri to sit in the audience for the Boris one and just pose a question. He would have been been floored by that. Why aren't you answering my calls? He would have put on a. He would have had to put on a Chinese accent. (laughs) Exactly. We'll explain that joke later in the episode. Yeah. Imagine, though, Fiona Bruce is like, we've got a question, another question now from uh, a Jennifer. Hi, Boris, it's me. Oh, my God. Hi, Boo Boo Bear. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been amazing television if we could have cut to Corbyn at that point, just like grinning. His glasses would have been askew. He'd be applauding. (laughs) I'm in, I'm in. I can smell number 10. I mean, did you see the Jennifer Curry interview on Good Morning with Piers Morgan and uh, Susanna Reid? I didn't see the interview, but I did see the very, very awkward uh, exchange uh, between her and um, Lorraine Kelly. That was incredible. Lorraine Kelly, who's a sort of magazine show um, host, and, and her show follows Good Morning Britain on ITV, and they did this cross between Piers Morgan across to Lorraine Kelly to say, what's coming up after this in, on Lorraine? And she was like, wow, that was incredible, wasn't it? Um, well, that was incredible, was it? <laughs> in a Scottish accent. And she was like, she didn't answer anything, did she? And then Piers was like, oh, um, Jennifer, would you like to respond to that? And Jennifer was like, oh, sorry, what did you want me to say? And then Lorraine Kelly was like, well, you didn't answer any of the questions. Um, And then she just went, anyway, coming up, we're going to bake some muffins. (laughs) And it was, it was just, it was very, it was unlike Lorraine Kelly. So yeah, Akuri um, appeared on Good Morning Britain. At one point she was like, um, Jennifer Curry was like, look, I understand Boris needs space. So I gave him a space to do Brexit. But now Brexit came and went. I was like, but Brexit hasn't, Brexit isn't done. No. Are you sure she wasn't talking about Boris? <laughs> Maybe Boris came and went. Um, and then Pierce tried to get an exclusive on how many kids Boris had. He was like, did you ever talk to you about his kids? And she was like, uh, yeah. But Pierce straight in there for the exclusive scoop was like, how many kids does he have? And she was like, kind of put on the spot, but she started like counting them out. Do you think it's going to become like a British obsession is how many kids Boris has got? Through not answering the simple question, he's turned it into an obsession. When he was um, London mayor and he was found to have had an affair with one of his staff and a child, add it to the list, um, he was told, he was, he was, he was given like some, some uh, training uh, to say, look, if you are having a relationship with someone uh, in government, you do need to declare an interest in that relationship um because you know thing you are in government you have to be clear um what your relationships are if you're going to you know give people pay rises and give people uh, grants and all that sort of stuff so he had training on it and then he was nipping out for you know afternoon technology lessons with jennifer akuri and then she goes to like three or four away day you know trade missions uh, and yeah. gets 100 grand in the pocket so that training clearly did not work for boris no <laughs> no and i mean they wanted him to declare it 
to them just so that they knew. But you can imagine how embarrassing that would have been for him. Like, you know, um, uh, there, there's a, another one uh, from this weekend. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it would have been every other week he would have been. It declaring. really would. And um, Piers asked her, when was the last time that Boris spoke to you? And she said last Sunday. What? And yeah, she'd called him the Sunday, last Sunday. He was like, well, what, what happened when you called him? And she was like, well, someone put on a fake Chinese accent. No. I was speaking to a man who was putting on a fake Chinese accent, saying, Boris, not here. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I, I think I thought Pierre should have been like, well, let's call him now. Let's see what... Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. That would have been great. So it was she suggesting that Boris Johnson picked up the phone and put on a fake Chinese accent? Put on a fake Chinese accent. But the way she said it, it was like he was telling her to F off. Or she just accidentally called a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> That's always possible too. Or maybe he's got that syndrome, like that lady who was appeared famously on uh, GMTV, woke up with a Chinese accent. I've seen this. That was amazing, isn't it? Incredible. incredible. That, that is the weird. That's one of the weirdest things. I'd, I'd like to talk more about that, but unfortunately, the Trump dump is probably not the forum. No. <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening to the Trump dump. Twenty-one consecutive weeks of nonsense. Do stick with us. And yeah, I'd just like to echo that. But thank you. You, you, you. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.